1: What's good internet? It's Friday, August thirteenth, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio episode three thirty six. I'm your host, Austin Walker. I'm joined today by Patrick Klepik. Hello. Rob Zachney. Good morning. And Ricardo Contreras. Hi. How's everyone doing? It's rainy here. It's like very rainy, and there was loud yeah. thunder a moment ago. Like a fun
2: rain, or uh, nah. we, we had a we had actually like straight up tornadoes ripped through oh, uh, parts of Chicago a couple of days back.
1: Well, yeah. more fun than that is <laughs> what I would say. Where our my rain here is not that. It, I don't feel scared for my life.
2: We um we, uh we were uh we took uh, my family took a couple of days off, and as we were headed back to the house, um I got texts from. Like my brother, and he was like, Hey, I hope you're not driving in that storm. I'm like, What are you, wh- like, what, like, all good here, like, no storm. <laughs> beginning of like, a horror movie. So like, What are you talking about? I was like, You should be caught <laughs> in that storm. And then, like, my wife and I look behind, like, sh- look in the rearview mirror, and it's just, I mean, just <laughs> pitch black. Like, and, and in certain parts of it, colors that if uh, you're from the Midwest where you have to deal with, like, potential tornadoes, like, there are sometimes you just look at a storm and it's just like, that's just not how a storm's supposed to look like I know that's bad. Um, and I don't know what I scientifically what you call that, but I know that is abnormal and we were basically neck and neck with the storm the whole way. Um, There's maybe a little behind it. So we happened to be moving in the direction the storm was moving. So we're able to stay ahead of it because otherwise we were probably actually going to have to literally pull over and like, you know, stay somewhere for half an hour until it it, like the worst of it passed by. And we literally, as our garage door was opening, like, like rain hints. uh, There's no time to like even take anything out of the car because like, uh, like whole branches are getting blown into the garage as – I mean it was, it was like the closest Jeez. to when I watched like a weather report for a hurricane with a, a reporter, you know, sitting yeah. out in the water yeah. proving how fucking brave they are by uh, standing in the middle of a hurricane. And we were not in the house more than five minutes before the um, the power went out. Um, and then the power goes out and, you know, we're calming the kids down. This is Then all of a sudden the tornado sirens go off. Uh, that goes away. And then I walk around the house checking on things. Power's out, and I just hear like this pulse, like, mm. Mm. and I can't say where it's like it's weird. Like, but I can feel it in my like in the in, like my feet are going. Mm. Maybe
3: every <laughs> this is like now it's inconsistent movie. though.
2: Yeah. Like I'm sitting there uh, counting it, going like one, two, trying to figure out if there's like some some sort of pattern.
3: Creepy pasta?
2: Yeah,
1: uh, I think yeah. you stumbled into a creepy pasta. I'm a little nervous. And an my SCP thought was, I,
2: so the power <laughs> went out. It kind of felt like, what are the things in the house that could even, like, make, like, that could vibrate at that frequency? Like, maybe somehow, like, the, the the AC, like, you know, the the giant fan outside is trying to go on. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Our power's out. So I'm going around the house, opening windows. Like, I go onto my deck, and I could f- like, feel the deck go <laughs> That's how they
1: get you. The monster's on the deck. <laughs>
2: um, And... Then uh all of a sudden uh like I went on uh like one of the like local Facebook groups and uh the, the, it was solved for me when I realized that uh literally th- three houses down, um the wind had taken down uh, part of a, a power uh, line and there was a live wire just flailing Yo. about in front of somebody's uh yard. I will send you photos I after don't want that. Um, the pod. Um <laughs> and it, the, you whole- can, the I, I didn't get a chance they quickly like had people over there and were like I mean, it was still raining, so they were blocking people from going anywhere near it. But um the that that was why it was infrequent was because it was just that a live off. wire just going just and, and oh the, God. the sheer power of yeah, I mean we're you know it's 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 still three houses down at a diagonal, so yeah. you know it's got some distance, but I could feel um it like sh- like like you know impacting the ground by the sheer power of it um and like a whole like giant spot of their uh yard i, I walked past it yesterday it just it's
1: as though someone took a blowtorch to it holy shit well i'm glad you everyone's you, okay though yeah i'm glad everyone's and, okay
2: and the one thing i'll say is everything was okay the family's okay neighborhood's okay it put us up on the priority list for getting our power back like okay. live wire Gotta take care of that yeah. as soon Immediately.
1: as possible. Because yeah. there are other
2: people around here who aren't getting their power back till like today because it's like, ah, you know, you're you're just on a list somewhere that we randomly prioritize. Like live wires, hey, we gotta take care of those people. So our power is back three hours later. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
3: You're it right. Was, because um, if they
1: don't, you will remember this. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. I'm looking at I, I remember I was saying something the other day about um like uh Con Ed took a lot of money to improve the grid by burying power lines uh so that shit like that doesn't happen right so you don't Ugh. have like high capacity lines just like fucking garden nosing around <laughs> people's uh you know front doors and shit and unilaterally like it seems like like of took that money uh which was like funded by taxpayers and then decided you know we're not going to bury the lines what we're going to do is we're going to uh buy Storm resistant poles. Shut the fuck up. Uh, and so anti wind technology in these polls, Rob. Yeah.
2: Hey, comment just got busted by the by the feds and had to pay two hundred fifty million dollars in um in bribery. Uh, I don't know fees. I don't know. I don't know how that's calculated. But Wait. They, they got caught bribing the Illinois legislature to pass a bill, and so they paid two hundred fifty million dollars in
3: to Illinois. Certainly, Illinois. what they got from that bill. Vastly well like over like two oh, right. of yeah, yeah It's yeah, like that yeah. Ohio thing where like the nuclear power plants basically like installed the government of Ohio and then get, like Ohio gave them a two billion dollar bailout uh on the back of elections that the power lobby basically bought for a few million. Uh so yeah, I mean That's a good deal. Um, that's why, baby. Yeah. Jesus
1: Christ. Buy a politician, they're cheap um speaking By of me, rain i'm cheaper <laughs> yeah but your vote only counts once you know what uh, i mean we
2: can figure something out yeah come
3: on <laughs> he, he's an influencer excuse oh, me oh i'm
1: sorry I,
2: yeah come on i got some headphones in the mail that said influencer on them please
1: <laughs> fantastic i hope i hope they're treating you well um Speaking of Rain, I'm just going to hit this really quick as I've only put a little bit of time into it, but Risk of Rain 2 like, hit 1.0 last night. It has been in early access throughout last night. I played it last night. It wasn't last night, and the devs are like, you know what? I think, we, I think we got it. Someone put the Austin, switch. <laughs> Austin logged on? Cool. Austin, 1. That's a 1.0. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know if any of you have played this or played the original Risk of Rain. I played um, the original.
2: That was uh, like, I remember back at Giant Bomb. that was when I was trying to figure out how to still do quick looks while living in Chicago. Sure. And I think Alex and I did the quick look for uh, Risk of Rain.
1: The original. Yeah, the original 2D. It's so one. interesting to see that game versus this game. Because, yeah, that, that game's a 2D kind of. Side scrolling rogue like action game, or your well, fighting stu- stuff. it was a
2: student project that oh, um, okay. then became an actual thing. Um, and uh, yeah, for people who haven't played Risk of Rain, like, like its whole you know, look, every game's a, a roguelike these days, but the, the gimmick with uh, Risk of Rain, and which just carries over to Risk of Rain too, is that the moment the game starts, there's a essentially a timer counting down, so the enemies start as easy, but rather than Traditionally, in a game where you're like leveling up, and then the enemies become harder as you level up, so that there's a power balance. The longer you, the the more time you spend in a level, the more that meter goes from easy to medium to hard. So it's like the longer you're spending in the game to theoretically find uh, to farm enemies for money, which then lets you find chests, which lets you get uh, So the longer you spend in the game, uh, the, the harder the enemies are going to get but The longer you spend in the game, the more powerful you could get in theory. So it creates like a – And you don't want to like
1: rush from level to level necessarily because there's a big jump when you get to a new level, at least in Risk of Rain 2. So you don't want to just like run to the teleporter, activate the teleporter, fight the boss when they're still easy because if you do that, you will not have spent enough time leveling up to handle the base level enemies in the next level when the difficulty jumps a little bit. Um, and that stuff just works really well. Like you're, you're constantly, I, I, sometimes I get into a mode that I call focused breathing. I am sure this <laughs> is just a thing where it's just like a thing has me. And I don't know, I don't want to say that it's like, as far as like a flow state, I can, I can keep aware of other things. I might have a podcast on, I might have something else, but it's like, Like, okay, I'm, I'm Oh, you're doing it. I'm doing it. This is <laughs> focused breathing. <laughs> focused breathing. I'm focused breathing Hopefully right now. that came up on the... We I don't know if it up on Austin's Austin?
2: recording, because yeah. it, it did not come up from... You were just, just doing Nye. it. You were
3: just oh, doing a character-select okay. animation. I was... <laughs> we're like, from <a> <laughs> We'll see if it like, hits <laughs> <you're just laughs> the really. uh, I, re- I oh, literally, shit.
1: before the podcast started, I did say I raised my noise gate for Discord, so of course you didn't hear. it. Anyway... Um, but, you you know, I'm, like, really just zeroed in in that way. But at the same time, I'm having this, like, weird th- – so, Risk Evil 2 is 3D. That's one of the big changes. And uh, it's, like, really, really beautiful, like, uh, open zones for each level, basically. They're very vertical. Um, there's – you know, you take some fall damage when you jump from a high place, but you can mitigate that with movement abilities. There's a bunch of different characters. I've only unlocked two characters so far. I like them both. They, like, both have really neat abilities. Um, but this is a game where you're just swarmed in three dimensions by enemies by the end of, like, your second or third level, especially. And it is in the kind of Binding of Isaac roguelike mode where what you're doing is collecting these little relics that each have a passive bonus, right? So, like, oh, this one says that when you kill an enemy, it drops a health orb. This one says that when you kill an enemy, you get a little bit, bit of barrier energy. This one just gives you a missile launcher that randomly fires was, a missile every I, now and then.
2: I sent some questions to the developers yesterday, so I played it for, like, 20 minutes just to wrap my head around it. Yeah, And there was one that was... uh That like you gain health back when you get away from danger. So enemies can still be shooting at you, but basically if you're not like in the immediate vicinity of a fight, your health your health is going to come back.
1: And so some of that stuff is really, really passive, and some of it is – I mean, it's all, all of those things are passive. You're never going to pick up a thing, or I never picked up a thing. It's just one category of thing that's like, and here's a special movie you can do. One of them was like a black hole that like brings everyone together. One of them turned me into like an orb of fire that could fly and then blow up. But beyond that one slot, most of the relics that you're picking up, and you're getting dozens in a single run, are just passive things. Um, and that means that you, you kind of see a play style emerge. Uh, the classic example of this that I that I can point to is something like, um, and this happens in a lot of games like this. You get a thing that says, when you kill enemies, uh, you know you you heal, um, but then you end up fighting a boss, and when you fight a boss, maybe there aren't as many enemies around, which means you can't rely on that fast heal anymore because you can't just kill like little shitty guys to keep yourself t- you know topped up. And suddenly, like, oh shit, this build is not built for a one on one fight. It's built for a one on hundred fight, and a hundred dudes can't touch me. You know, it's like a hundred three foot tall. Uh, enemies can't touch me, but one three hundred foot tall enemy beats the shit out of me um and that so if you enjoy that style of character build and like oh what what sort of stuff am I gonna get this run it, it does that super 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 well. I will say that on my good runs, the game ends up feeling a little i mean one, it's very chaotic, but it's a sort of removed chaos like I, I think a lot about um something like Ban Gaio which is like a fantastic dreamcast Hell game that yeah. also came to the DS at a, at a certain point and where I, there's I
2: believe it was a N64 version Oh, there was an N64 too. version. Like
1: you're totally games. right. Yes. Um, but the whole thing there is like a billion projectiles are coming at you and at at the high level you're like dodging between them and countering them and like blowing them back to your enemies um, or, you know, you think it's just like a high level action game like Bayonetta or something is very similar to like someone on the outside looking in is like, this is nonsense. The thing that's happened. Nothing is happening. Hey, go, look at it,
2: yeah, go look at a screenshot of <laughs> Risk of Rain 2 that is, yes. is past the first level and be like, you know, people aren't playing this. Like, right. you can't. No, you this can't. is uh, this is drama for this <laughs> screenshot.
1: Exactly. No. But no. By the end of my first run, which I think I got like four or five levels in um, it's just, it's just nonsense on the screen Constantly and your health bar is like Again because the build I had was like zoop Down zoop back up down Up down up and it's like I'm not really In control I can kind of I'm almost making More strategic decisions uh, Than tactical one the moment to Moment yeah. tactical ones which is not what you think of With a with a action well, game Because you can like 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 other like than other than it's like impossible to keep fly, Fighting
2: a boss where you have like so Much health that you thus need to focus your Efforts singularly on something but I also My guess would be based on when I played risk of Rain 1, which i played that more than I've played 2, eventually that scales, like, where mm-hmm. you're just, like, you're just, you need the other things in your life to do things for you while you just focus on moving and staying alive. Totally. Um, actually, actually, I'm my damage over weirdly, time work. I'm
1: going to let my, yeah. It's tower defense-y,
2: but like, there's actually a lot of tower defense in Risk of Rain in terms of how you are actually thinking about setting things up, because it's more about, what are things going to do for me, rather than you, the avatar being the thing that is, like, at the center of the action at all times.
1: Totally. I mean, yeah, You, but by the end of my run last night, I had, like, three floating turrets plus two turrets on the ground plus a turret that healed me or, like, a floating drone that healed me. And a bunch of that stuff was like, I just need that stuff to work. I just need that stuff to work while my passives fire off. Um, and that's really... That was really enjoyable in some spots but i will say what it does is it makes there's like a flat texture to the game in a weird way because like you have your four actions for the first character that you get it's like dodge out the way shoot your guns Really shoot your guns and like stun an enemy or do a big laser blast that pierces for the second character uh, she has like a a lock on attack that's like a cool lock on laser like arrow that that is is very cool a kind of jump in the air death from above a bunch of rain arrows or like a rain of arrows comes down uh, uh and then and then uh, i think like a, a blink forward uh, and then a cool like glaive that that uh, you can throw that bounces between enemies and that's like Okay, those are, those are cool abilities, but by the end of any given run, most of what's happening is stuff that you're not telling it to do. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like, the stuff is stuff is happening, and that means you're what you're doing second to second in you know the first chapter of the game. What's ha- what's happening in the final chapter of a run is the same thing, and that's not bad necessarily. Like there, you can totally build a game around that. I'm still enjoying it. I want to unlock more characters, and I want to beat the game, and like I'm 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 having a good time with it. But I but I do find myself wishing that there was a little more um well, there was a, there was a little more difference in in moment to moment gameplay by the end of a run. Um, I would contrast it almost with what I think is maybe the big development of Rogue Legacy 2, which is coming out of Early Access soon and we can talk about now, um, which is that Rogue Legacy 2 has characters, classes now that have different ways of attacking and stuff. I couldn't
2: remember if the first one did no, or didn't. to I was I to it fit. up. I, was playing, I played like 90 minutes of it last night and I was like, did it? I, was like, I can't remember if it had other I know I sw- swung that big sword, and yeah, you I swung that big that sword a the billion one, times. I wasn't sure if the, the if the original had if it was all just you were just scaling health and attack and defense on a singular right. build, or uh, if you were. I should be um, clear.
1: Rogue Legacy 2 is also a class-based thing that where your character just has the one basic thing that they do. But bouncing between them... I was bouncing between them way more often because I'm way worse at Rogue Legacy 2 than I am at... Well, uh, that's...
2: Yeah, I... I um, But that's also the arc of Rogue Legacy 1 is that the opening hours are way more about like feeling out the world yeah. and just specking up your health and defense so that you can even imagine a space in which you are do, like exploring progress. further or fight or fighting yeah. a boss or yeah. doing anything meaningful. Like I, it's, it's a, it's a thing that um, I didn't care for in rogue legacy one, even though I understood why the arc of it early was that and don't really care for it in rogue legacy two either. Um, that said, it's like slightly mitigated by like the really different mechanics that the classes have. Like they function just completely completely differently yeah. um, in ways where um, y- y- how you approach a room is going to be fundamentally different when you have a sword that is – you're hitting a foot in front of you versus an archer who can – arc and throw things from across the room versus a mage who can't actually hit in front of them, but has a circle in front of them where the attack is going to appear. So instead, you're constantly attacking enemies that are, you know, six feet away
1: or, you know, whatever the but case also may I be. I think it's, that will like, go through a wall, for instance, which It will go
2: through a wall. Like, yeah, I got yeah mage is it enough to, like weird. figure out
1: all the The barbarian the is my favorite. The barbarian is like, it feels like not easy mode, but does feel like the character to pick if you're just getting your feet because they have a huge axe swing and when they jump into an attack they do a sonic spin dash but with an axe and that just <laughs> beats the shit out of everybody. Yeah. I guess it's not a sonic spin dash because you don't bounce off of someone when you do it, but it's just like a huge AOE as you as you jump around and it's just like yeah this person this character feels like in control at all times. I um, guess we
2: should set up with Rogue Legacy too. It's been long, like 2013 is long yeah, so. enough that someone probably didn't play Rogue Legacy. Yeah, uh, fair. Rogue Legacy is was like an early. Um, because uh, they like sort of like uh like put their arms around like the rogue light sort of um a moniker. The idea being that um you know in the popular consciousness, rogue became oh you do a run and then you start over. Like, yeah. we wipe the slate clean. And rogue legacy was uh, amongst the sort of like swath of games that were finding different ways into that I- idea. And rogue legacy helped popularize the notion of oh actually. There are different sort of like passive um, skills that you are upgrading so that future runs you are you have more health or access to a different power set or can uh, uh, you can find blueprints that give you a, a piece of armor that's going to uh, mitigate a certain type of damage or just bring your overall damage up. So basically you are leveling up even though every run is is starting from the beginning of that castle like the, the like the. The, the arc of going from the beginning to the end of the game um, is is the same. Um, I mean, you know, the, the, the world is randomized, but you're becoming, um, the base character is becoming more powerful over time as you go back with the currency that you've um, picked up from from in the game. Mm-hmm. And so, and then part of that is that when you die, mm-hmm. you're not just going back and like, hey, here's that character, you know, go beef up their health again. Um, there are, at the end, you get to choose your heir. And there's like the game like rolls three different errors that you can pick from i can't remember how many it was in the first game but in in two it's three um and they have sort of like randomized characteristics that uh are about like their abilities right so like even though you may get a barbarian maybe that barbarian has you know a a freeze skill instead of a fire skill or something like that but the, the the real differentiator like the part that rogue legacy hung its hat on was the sort of like personalized characteristics that really fundamentally can hand fundamentally change how the game plays and are often have positive or negative connotations. So instead of it being like a different fire or ice skill, it's uh oh uh like a jokey one is like the game has a, a nostalgic sepia tone that is like all over um the screen. Um oh this character um, can't see very far, and so actually, like, the the whole world is dark except for, like, the little light that's around them. Um, or uh, you get access to everything on the map. Like, you can see the whole map filled out, but the game is not gonna tell you where you are on that map, so you need to figure that out um, yourself. And so there are all these little different characteristics that are sort of randomized, and then you can pick and choose which ones that you think are advantageous or, or not. Like, often, there'll be one that has a negative connotation, but you earn, like, 2x gold or something like that so by like, way oh, of, okay
1: by way of a we, uh, uh, did you get you i mean you did get these upgrades presumably on your castle they're like fake socialized medicine upgrades yeah that's that's this game has a sense of humor that i don't know always hits uh so like when i when i it's first
2: in line with the original it game is though, it totally
1: sure. is well And I, I mean actually one of the things that i think was interesting for me playing this game last night was like playing a character who has chronic fatigue syndrome in a game where what that means is all of your abilities are on cooldown and you're just like a terrible character to play as because it means you have to wait like 8 seconds to do your basic attack again. Hits different in 2020 than it maybe it did in 2013. (laughs)
2: Yeah, that was yeah, I haven't gotten enough of them but like yeah, there are certain ones where it's like in the first game looking back on it, it's like all right, so you're playing for laughs like somebody's like real life you know yeah. issues and it's like um, it's one and- thing
1: when it's like you're gassy and it's just a, th- a, th- a your character like is running around farting but it's another right. thing when it's like you you're bad at this, huh? You can't do this. You and guess what? We'll give you a little bonus. Uh, you'll get a little disability check at the end of the run, <laughs> basically. And I say that like as a joke, but not really, because literally the upgrade that gives you that that money is healthcare. Is literally your kingdom has decided to tax the rich to care for the poor. A contentious decision for sure, but let's see how it pans out. And that's from something called a uh, universal health stare. I don't know why. I, you know, I you know that's. That's that's the game it is. And and I I don't know if that stuff lands for me super well. The stuff that works for me is the class differentiation and then the little the little set like challenge areas. I don't know if you've got to any of those. I yet. got
2: to one of those where like warped to an area where there's like there's riddles basically. Yeah. Um but what is the what is the, the any end of the setup that- is like you'll come across you'll come yeah. across like a some like a giant statue and they're like, Hey you wanna warp away to some other section. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. I guess so. Like one, one of the setups was, um, like I fell down and on both sides of me, there was, uh, there didn't appear to be a path forward, and then there was a riddle that was basically like, you know, uh, the, the solution to it was like, oh, there's actually a, a hidden path beneath the floor, and if you use like the drop down where you can like drop beneath um, yeah. a section, you'll you'll go in, into into the hidden pathway. And so, I, what do you get at the so at end? So the end of you, that? What
1: you get is is the ability to do two things, I think. And of that one, one is interact with these things that. Show up in that little dungeony area or that little puzzle area, which which make it so that they're like traps that will fire fireballs at you if you do anything aggressive inside of them. But if you run up to them and hit RB, you can turn those off. So you get the ability to turn mm. those off. And the second thing is you get to read those memory things that give you the tips, and those are spread throughout the dungeon as just story beats, um, or maybe they might may even give you quests. So like once I finished that, I was able to see like those same sort of spirit guide uh, like like whatever that icon was, go talk yeah. to those. And those can give you little story drips or like, I think maybe one or two of them gave me like a similar sort of like objective, uh, as that the second one, let me be clear. The second one of those little puzzle areas is a dash and an air dash, much more applicable all the time. You need it to get into the first boss zone. And so it's like a little puzzle zone of like, hey, learn how to dash. And that stuff I like, uh, partially just because it's designed and, uh, I, I guess I'll say most of the rooms I've, I've played through in Rogue Legacy 2 feel good, uh, but it's still nice to have a drop of stuff that's like, ah, like, this is a designed eight-room section that's testing me on this ability, uh, and that works well for, for me, too. But it's also, also gorgeous. It is also, oh, man, like, it is also a very re- good-looking game. Re-
2: like the the like rogue legacy ones art like didn't do a lot like it was fine it was it, it, you know uh uh but this game is like just drop dead like it, it's yeah it's a it's a very very pretty
1: there's a like good two D animation like very cartoonish lots of good little animations um uh you know as your characters fall over do whatever um I will say it's been it was hard it's kind of tough to play it post dead cells because dead cells is so fun to play moment to moment and a little bit more on the Castlevania like, side of things for me versus the action platformer. Like, Rogue Legacy is clearly building off of Mega... Mira uh, Castlevania, but sometimes feels more like a Mega Man or something where where it's very platformer-focused um, in a way that, like, Dead Cells isn't. And-, and also the... Also,
2: the Dead Cells part... Dead Cells is brilliant for a billion different reasons. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a reason it's one of my favorite games from a couple of years back. But also, it... Uh, mechanically, like, it, it the action game yeah. part of it is so good. Yep. Um. It, it is. It is so precise, and it is. It. it there, so when you died, it, it, it. You always could look, point the finger back at yourself. and be like, yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker, there were times when I, fuck, I die in Rogue like Legacy you...
1: where I'm like, I don't. What, what could have I fucking done here? Whereas every time I died in Dead Cells, it was like I could have done this, this, or this. Well, I forgot road, road that I had legacy. this ability. I wish I had this. I forgot I had this. I could have used an item, whatever.
2: Yeah, and it also, like, it has deliberately. You know, this was the first game as well. It has a very floaty feel, which doesn't mean that it can't also be precise. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a reason I could. You know, I banged the table over a game like Little Big Planet, which is like, this is a great game s- s- with shitty physics. Like, I just never could get past the floaty nature of that game because I found that to be – to betray the ability to be pre- precise in a way that I, like, demand or, or like out of my platformers. And I was able to get over that in Rogue Legacy. Like, I was able to just get into the mode of, okay, this is what it is. Um I found that at least upfront harder with Rogue Legacy 2 after, like you said, a Dead Cells where, oh, like – it doesn't have. Like, it doesn't have to be this float. Like it, it could. F- I think like this game, everything they've got set up. I like the progression arc. I liked it in Rogue Legacy. I will like it in this one as well. Um, but just like the floatiness, I can accommodate to it. But there, there was like a sequence where like some of the best uh, like blueprint upgrades or even uh, like in run upgrades you're gonna find are gonna be sequences where you have to like um, fall down a set of spikes and you're trying to narrowly guide your character through it. And the, I screwed it up because, like, I, that didn't feel good, like, on moving the analog stick. Like, I don't – like, sure, can could I learn how to do this better? Yes. Do I still feel like I want to blame the game a little bit more by having imprecise
1: or floaty physics? Like,
2: yes. Also, yes. Um, so.
1: Yeah. I, and I think that's going to be a, t- a tough – Hill to climb for this game. This game's in early access, which I did not even realize. I, this is me just not reading the email, right? But uh, until I got to the end of the first zone, and I was like, listen, video games are weird. The next zone is called the bridge. The bridge isn't done. You can't go to the bridge. What you can do is go to the, the area after the bridge, which is done. You <laughs> don't make these things front well, to back. That's just where the chorus uh, repeats. So it makes right. sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, God, I I just want to get taken to the bridge, Rob. <laughs> no one will take me to the bridge anymore. Um, and so is yeah, you can- not a
3: Springsteen song. It feels like a Springsteen song.
1: <laughs> God, the uh the has uh, taken me to the take, take that's we're gonna move on. I'm not gonna go down this road. Uh, it, uh, the end the end result for me is like I like it, but for what it's trying to do, which is action. RPG roguelike, I want a little more RPG I want a little more like I now I'm thinking about dead cells the fact of like getting new weapons in during play is like such a big mm-hmm. part of it and maybe that'll end up being a thing like I'm watching the trailer and there are definitely enemy or definitely character characters using weapons i have not seen at all and maybe that's just because their class i haven't unlocked their classes yet um but but you know changing my spells or something some other some other thing in which i'm i'm leveling up per run could be fun though also i guess the whole rogue legacy thing is investing in your infrastructure in between runs and getting you know better armor in between runs and stuff so i don't know i'm i'm it's interesting that they put this out i think full metal fury is their last game just completely missed An audio, like no one, not enough people. We tried, we We tried, tried. we We did did like a stream. I wanted to like it so bad because
2: I, I, I did, you know, I quite liked Rogue Legacy. um, Yeah. And so I was interested to see that them try something different as opposed to totally. I I was happy that they did
1: something new. Uh, but at the same time, this seems like this is if you were a big Rogue Legacy fan, they're giving you the thing that that you've been wanting. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, this is like a not-for-me recommendation, maybe. This is a like, eh, you know, I think I may have, I may have put another couple nights into it, but I know I'm probably not going to follow it all the way through early access. Maybe if people tell me that it's fantastic at the yeah, end of early I'm access. I'm going to come
2: back at, at 1.0, and also, like, I know I've got Spunkly 2 on, on yeah. the horizon, so I just don't need... Another one. Like, back balancing like out I am balancing like, I don't need to... I don't need to be climbing the skill arc of, of two, um, yeah. you know, sort of like roguelike games at the same time when I know I've got you know the big boy on the horizon the, so the biggest was, of big guess, boys speaking, speaking of, well i
1: mean it's a small boy really but. Oh, so he's kind of, well, but he's a dad now so that makes it. does it, a, that a make boy. you a big boy does that if, if you are if, if, if you're a good dad <laughs> I'm you're the a biggest big boy now. yeah that's that's All what right. i think speaking of big boys rob i looked at your troy your your total war total war saga, troy is that right total war a Z. total war
3: saga troy troy it's does terrible It's totally, it's terrible.
1: That's terrible. Uh,
3: Yes, because obviously, Troy, a Total War saga does work. That makes some sense. But this takes us back to what Total War got away from, which used to be where they would put the subject and then say Total War. So medieval, Total War, Shogun, Total War.
2: Was Star Wars a Star Wars story colon Rogue One or Solo? Or was it Solo a colon a Star Wars story? The latter, the latter. Okay,
3: but yeah, because video games are absurd about branding, which is why they put like trademark icons in their title splash screens, <laughs> uh, we ended up with a total war saga, troy, um which turns out to be really good, okay, uh, last time we but, talked about
1: it, you were not super convinced your like preview content was very skeptical,
3: yeah, so it's I'm of a few different minds about this game. Like I, you know, when, you know, if you're asking for synthesis, it's not fully there yet. I think, uh, I think that reflects the game though. So last time we talked about it, all I'd played was a battle, right? Right. And I would say that is probably the least interesting aspect of this game. It's just, it's total war battles. Like we've, we've seen it. The big change here is that cavalry really isn't a thing, but that's not as dramatic a change as you might think because basically their solution to this is – I think we talked about this in the last pod where we re-discussed this game. What if there were some dudes who just ran really fast? Uh-huh. And that's kind of how the whole game feels is like heavily armored dudes just crawl across the map and then everything is about like lighter units move faster and faster and the battles take place pretty quickly as it is. Uh it's if I if I had a knock against this game, it's doing on the on the battlefield, it's doing that thing that um Rome two did a lot, where formations and facing matters a great deal. So if units Ooh. get flanked, they're in deep trouble. But the way the units move in battle gets so messy and chaotic that visually, like, when a unit is flanked and getting flanking penalty versus not makes zero sense to me whatsoever. Gotcha. Uh, there are times where, like, units are clearly, like, fighting with the front of the formation against an enemy unit, and somehow they are getting the flanked uh, warning signal, and it just doesn't it doesn't uh, make any sense. So the battles are a little bit frustrating on, on that score. Um, you know, if you're looking for sort of managing the maneuvers of your armies It kind of is a game where like everyone's just kind of running at each other. And then you are really quickly clicking to rush units into wherever they're needed, uh, and try to like grab brief flanking bonuses where the opportunity arises. Beyond that, it's a pretty good game about the Trojan war, uh, which has never struck me as particularly fruitful. Uh, <laughs> territory for a strategy game. Uh, Troy Goodfell over on Three Moves Ahead has talked about this before, where he's always felt that actually there's probably a lot of room in the Bronze Age for people to do cool things, because we don't know that much. So there's actually a lot of room for interpretation um, of sketchy historical evidence. And that is kind of the approach that this game has taken. It's uh, kind of splitting the difference between the... Homeric myth and then just being a bronze age type strategy game. And the way that kind of manifests is it if you read the Iliad you or or the Odyssey for that matter, the thing that really hits home for you is to the Greeks of this era, the world is huge. Right? Like the Aegean is the ocean and uh-huh. it is vast and wide and like it totally is believable that it would take somebody uh you know years and years to return from the trojan war uh just sailing across the aegean right because it's confusing it's uh it's it's wide and there's just a lot of dangers along the way and ditto the iliad a lot of the action of that is the war has not been going well and the greek armies can't crack the walls of Troy. And so every year they like lay siege to the city, they fail, and then they go and start raiding up and down the Turkish coast basically. And that is, that is where the story opens is yet again. Like they're starting to, they're kind of on their last legs as an expedition. Right. Uh, this game kind of gets it a lot of that. Like, this is the thing that really does impress me is that the, where it starts telling its story is, um, Basically, right after Paris abducts or seduces uh, Helen and takes her away to Troy. And then you go through the steps of, if you're on the Greek side, starting to build the coalition to go take the fight to the Trojans. Because nobody is strong enough to wage this war by themselves. And more importantly... Nobody has the logistical chain to cross the ocean and carry on a war um, on the other side of the Aegean. And so if you're playing as Agamemnon, for instance, who probably has the most straightforward path to doing this, the first thing you have to do is start forging alliances with other Greek powers and then bullying or conquering whoever's not getting with the program. And so you do become the complete like Achaean warlord where you are basically like, yeah, the the Greeks are unifying to go wage war on Troy, but really it is an alliance of people who are mostly being compelled by an enormous bully, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so you play that bully if you're playing like as Agamemnon, where the first third of the game is just beating the shit out of other Greeks and buying off whoever you can so that you can start saying like, okay, I got these, um, I got this faction that inhabits, um, islands in the central Aegean. They are now my ally and I can sail my ships there and rest up there because you take attrition if you're stuck out in deep water. Mm. But if you have like friendly territory, you can sort of like land at safely then you're you're fine um so just getting to troy is tricky uh and then once you get there it's um you're dealing with a really different faction uh the the greeks are kind of raiders in a lot of ways which again sort of tracks with what is sort of subtext in the poem um they're they're dudes who roll up on longships Get versus out and the, wreck some shit.
1: Right, versus the Trojans who had, like, a very regimented military with, like... I don't know, like, top-of-the-line gear is sounds like a podcast ad. But I will <laughs> but, like, say... <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> that, that is, but that is how every time, like... Yes, it is partly because it's an oral tradition, uh, and that has how the poem is recited. So it's got all of those like boilerplate, like very rigid descriptors. But the thing that is notable about he- notable about Hector is that he's armed to the fucking teeth, right? Like in every scene, his helmet and armor is like gleaming and it's like blinding, and everyone's like ah. And then, and then Hector raised his head, right. is His bronze sheathed, and so the notable thing about Hector is like, guy's got some cool gear. Like, but, uh-huh. but that guy has a tactical vest. Yeah, um, well,
1: you know, tactical. in uh, in the Trojan War, as in life, the difference between winning and losing is measured in milliseconds, and so <laughs> I think we learned that from the Trojan War. Homer, I think, said it best. Uh, that was Achilles' main. <laughs> uh power, honestly, is his 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 main uh uh quality separating him from the rest of, of mere mortals. What are the walls
3: of Ilium, if not uh the biggest <laughs> battle station of them all? <laughs> oh. uh, so you get you so as the Greeks you go and you've been fighting with like a lot of light infantry, and then you encounter the Trojans who are basically coming at you with stuff maybe traditionally we more associate with greek style warfare like the the trojans look an awful lot like hoplites in some mm. ways like they are coming out in mass formations and they're just tough to crack um and so with the greeks it kind of feels like you run into the there's a lot of greeks but in terms of army balance the trojans are worth a great deal more on just right. a man to man basis right uh on the trojan side there's some there's some cool things too you've got a lot of um attempting to build a coalition to ward off the uh, the arrival of the Greeks. if you play as Hector, for instance, the first thing that you do is you get in a um kind of drag race for Priam's favor uh the the old king of Troy uh, who is the one of the last figures in the poem, right? The the end of the poem is him coming together with Achilles right, right. to have Hector's body restored to him. So the action of the opening of the Trojan campaign, if you're playing as Hector, for instance, is who is going to rule Troy? Who is Prime going to appoint as uh, the ruler of Troy for this war? And it's down between you and Paris. And you, he gives you tasks basically, who is going to give, who is going to do me the most honor, who is going to be the best ruler of Troy. Uh And that involves doing stuff like being a good governor, but also expanding territory, um, helping each other out. And so, uh, before the Greeks show up, the Trojans have this interesting phase of basically trying to expand their strategic breastworks outward, Uh um, like there's a lot of cool faction design stuff. Like the Trojans, as they get allies and their allies add territory, there is a buff that that the Trojan factions get that is based on a, alliance-wide strength. So the more territory the Trojan alliance holds, the more badass their armies become. They get movement bonuses, they get morale mm-hmm. bonuses, and so the idea is like. Hector becomes kind of this rapid reaction force. Wherever the Greeks are sort of trying to break through the outer boundaries of the Trojan alliance, Hector shows up and fucks them up. But once the Greeks begin to nibble their way in, those alliance buffs start declining, and you start getting into trouble, like your army gets less capable. Um, and so it's it's full of nifty shit like that. Um, I... I really like a lot of the ideas in this game. I think my big knock against it is um I don't know if you played Total War Warhammer or uh Rome 2. Sometimes it just feels like there's just too much shit to do. The game yeah. is just throwing so many events at you. This is what you. turned
1: me off of This is this is like the thing that broke me on Warhammer. On Total War Warhammer was just Warhammer Total War, whatever it was called. <laughs> um it was just like I'm I'm Am I an emperor or am I a bureaucrat? Like, what is... There's so many messages from so many other factions. There's so much upkeep turn to turn. And that's fine. I mean, that is, like, the genre does allow for that. Like, that is one of the ways in which these games can be. Um, uh, But I, I remember just feeling so, like buried under notices and buried under every like uh, when i say upkeep it's not just like oh yeah i've done i paid my upkeep for the turn it's like all right let me go over here to this town and make sure that it's working on the thing that it's supposed to be working on let me go over here and do that and there are games in which i enjoy that that work i think the like endless legend is a game in which like oh i can't wait to check into my town because they make that experience very enjoyable but there was something about in total war warhammer That's that upkeep phase just feeling like homework every single turn that it came around. There's a lot to like about that game despite that, but but that was the – it's one of the hurdles I have with Total War games for sure.
3: And it's as bad as it's ever been in this game where like – you know, I talk about Prime giving you missions. I missed a couple because I had my mind on other things where it's right. like, "Oh, Prime's really angry at you because you didn't build the Chieftains <laughs> Hall he asked you for. Paris would have built the Chieftain's <laughs> Hall, but Hector didn't, and so like Paris gets favored, and I don't and it's like, yeah, I know, but that was part of a like message like a like on the right hand of the interface, you get the list of incoming messages for the turn, and it's like. I'm sorry, there were 50 things that I had to check in on this turn, and by the uh-huh. time I got through it all, I forgot about the fucking Chieftain's Hall. I'm so sorry, Dad. I, <laughs> like, and that is, that is how it feels, by the way. Like, Priam will just give you a text, like, I oh, have well, heard from you in then. a while. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was a little busy conquering Milos, but I guess I should have given you a call. Uh,
1: listen, listen. He loves you. He just wants you in his life. He just wants you to. He just wants you to know that he's thinking of you. It's not. Maybe it's not this whole thing that you're you're building up to be in your own head.
3: Hector, I, I thought we'd raised you better. I don't understand <laughs> why you're ignoring, uh, your brother and I. Um, Fuck. Please, please call when you get a chance.
1: Uh, <gasps> uh, yeah. So- times being what they are, it's really important that you know we try to stay close together. Things are really chaotic right now. I know you're busy, but. <laughs> think about but, what your priorities are.
3: Yeah. Uh exactly. So that that can be how the game feels at times where it's like here are all these things being thrown at you, all these things you have to respond to. And it doesn't help that that big world I described. Mm-hmm. Um it is big and there's a lot of things happening in it. And so there's a lot of like tracking down okay, uh who are the Plaxians again? Uh <laughs> what do the Plasgians want? Um, <laughs> Were they good guys? Were they bad? I can't remember. Oh, they're neutral? Okay. Were they, like, friendly? I can't... Like, they're dead? Okay. Who <laughs> killed them? Do I like them? Do I like the person who killed them? And that is also a part of this game, where it's like, if you watch the AI take its turn, the turn will take, like, 15 minutes to cycle back to you. Uh, if you hit skip all right. the action, like, it'll move very quickly, but then you're, you'll return to your, your turn and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, where did these guys sh- come from? Right. What is happening? Uh and it just it wouldn't be such a big issue. Like, I think you I think I'd still be h- sitting here saying, like, man, this is like the best Total War in Ages. Like, this is really cool. The problem is, Three Kingdoms came along right. and mm-hmm. basically blew that shit away. Yeah. Where, like, it has a couple things going for it. One is that it's basically built around iconic characters uh from the first right so you don't need to know like you don't need to know like every single city name what you do, de- what you do need to know is that like Lu bay is up there yeah. and he's expanding and like for a long time you just have to remember like Lu bay is kind of a prick right like kind of a sanctimonious shithead i don't yeah. like that guy uh and that'll help you navigate the game the mm-hmm. the other thing that Uh, Three Kingdoms I think is much better about is it's a little more generous about letting you automate battles where it's like look, you'd win this you'd win this, if you you fought this battle out, you'd win pretty cleanly so we're going to give you a pretty clean win if you auto resolve it Total War Troy is like yeah, you've got a massive advantage in this battle if you auto resolve it somehow the AI will have gotten like three of your units fully killed uh, and then everyone else will have taken significant casualties, so you really should have commanded that battle yourself. And so you end up fighting way more of those battles than you want because you just get punished for just trying to speed things along. And Three Kingdoms was really generous with that. Uh, Three Kingdoms like kind of streamlined down to big decisions and didn't bother you uh, so much with like the daily administration. You'd send uh-huh. characters on tasks And they would be on those tasks for 10 turns, like getting bonuses, and you wouldn't have to think about it for a long time. This game reintroduces agents, so you have spies and priests and shit, and all of them need to be given a mission each turn if you're using them efficiently. And, like, I just don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah.
1: Pass. Well, your review is on the site lead history's worst raid group in a total war saga Colid troy uh up Jesus. over on uh vice.com motherboard.com I mean, uh-huh yeah i get you i get it yeah that adds up let's take a quick break and come back we can talk about some other games and some news and some other stuff we will brb
0: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: All right, we are back. Uh, Hey, Patrick? Hmm. What All right, I'm gonna give you a situ a situation. Yeah,
2: hit me. I'm ready. I love situations.
1: <laughs> what's a situation? I, what's a, here we go? I am going to buy an Xbox Series X. Don't ask me why. Are you? Well, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna oh, go home, okay. and I'm gonna put it down. Oh, cool box. Look at oh, it's a cool box. Where am I gonna put this box? Oh, it's actually smaller than I thought it was. That's kind of cute. Okay, <laughs> plug. We're plugging it in. This is I'm plugging it in. I'm working through it. eat some
2: cheese on the side.
1: Yeah, just on the side, I have like a little Caesar salad. Like oh wow, mm, crisp delicious uh <laughs> cooling i love it this is a good situation i should i should have i should have quickly just you know just like roasted some chicken and cut some mold cut, you know what? i would have just heated up some chicken i already made and just tossed that on there yeah, that you were thinking actually ahead. raised i what well, i should have done this i should have just done this i have it in the in the fridge uh-huh. why did i just get the chicken out you know what let me wait I'm going to, it has to install an update anyway. It's a new <laughs> console, but then you have to download. I'm going to run to the kitchen. Update. I'm going to get it's a title update. It's a new firmware. I'm going to go get the chicken. Uh, I'll just, I'll just heat that up really quick. Maybe in a pan with a little oil. And then I toss that right on top well, of the you don't Caesar. Want it,
2: you don't want it too dry, right? I so don't want it know. too
1: dry. I toss that right on top of the Caesars already has, uh, I probably put too much dressing on it if I'm being honest with myself. <laughs> so maybe that's, so I'm going to eat this. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Uh, I have an Xbox Series X now. What am I playing on it on day one? Because what I thought I was going to play on it, and this was a guess because it didn't say this technically, <laughs> but it seemed as if the thing you would play on it would be Halo Infinite. What am I playing on it now? That Halo Infinite has been delayed to 2021. Well, if
2: you if you buy uh, the uh, Control Ultimate Edition, you, maybe you could uh, take oh. your <laughs> existing you could you could upgrade. Why don't what? that be available in Damn November? Man. Did they say that it's going to be out by end of the year? I'm not sure if that update. Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait! What? What? Are, am I not allowed to? I already have Control. I already uh, have Control. You do? No. no,
2: and you can play that version of Control that that base PS4 basically <laughs> unplayable version of Control on your PS5 or Xbox Series X, but you, not the updated.
1: You're not. This just dropped, right? This just dropped. No, this is this is this is a big thing earlier this week. You didn't. know oh, This about was earlier this? this week. I missed this this week. I thought this yeah, was new. No, I thought so this would the just smart happen. delivery,
2: th- the smart delivery thing, where <sighs> this initiative Microsoft is pushing, where hey, when you buy the you know uh, a game right by right now for yeah. your Xbox or your PC or whatever, um, and when you buy the Xbox Series X, you'll just get the best version of that. Um, yeah, with control, uh, it sounds like they're going to either make you pay for that upgrade. Um, or if you buy the ultimate edition, that comes
3: with that. They haven't. Said I just can't it. imagine they will actually stick to this. Gu- these guns, like it's just so. I like control a lot. I'm not buying it again. just no. to get that, that console base. This the great feels tracing.
1: the most. I, and I, I don't. I can't speak for Remedy in this way, and I shouldn't. Let's
2: be. Hold on. Let's be clear. I. Uh, well, I cannot say. Uh, this with certainty. I think people are forgetting that Remedy didn't publish. This is
1: the thing I'm uh, saying. This, game. this, this is Remedy, the most 505 to, game yeah, shit yes, five <laughs> game. Well, no, you see listen. how that bloodstained shipped on uh, Switch. Jake. This is what I'm saying. And 505 Uh, has published a lot of good games. I've been to many 505 events. I've dealt with very nice people at 505. But being like, we're going to charge you 40 bucks (laughs) for that game you already own. Because it's got the good (laughs) graphics now. Is the most 505. I don't know why they're like Mafiosa. It does feel like that story
3: you want to support. But also, every time you go in there, you're like, oh, I like what you're doing. But also, fuck you. I'm just...
1: You know and like yeah yeah I'm fuck, fuck you give Amazon. me 5 <laughs> bucks. How about 5, yeah, five bucks fuck 505
2: me. you go into the <laughs> store and then you take out the Amazon app and you scan the QR code and you order it from within 505 and go you know and they're they're, they're thankful you came into the store that you they saw your face but you yeah. did just buy this thing for 7 bucks well, cheaper somewhere than your else. Phone.
1: Five, that's that's the 505 story. Uh I, that's still, anyway, the, re, the, the story that I was priming us for was not to uh-huh. just dunk on this publisher <laughs> who's published many games I like, uh, but we've all had experiences with. But, but, uh, but, but, but I was just, at least uh, they're uh, publishing them. At least they're publishing them.
2: The final point of that should just be that, like my understanding is, Microsoft is pushing really hard to get publishers to adopt in yeah. to smart delivery, just being a free upgrade, so that you that you uh, you know you just get that with um, the games that you buy. Uh, what was it like NBA? T- there were there are other games that have handled this in other strain. Like wasn't it that, like EA said they were going to offer it for Madden, but for like six months and then just like sorry that yeah. upgrade goes away. Like there 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 yeah. is a um, this is Microsoft a contested is-
1: space for sure.
2: Well, yeah, it's not something that they're uh, requiring as, like, a cert requirement. Like, they're not saying, like, right. hey, if we will publish on Xbox, you need to offer the, uh, you know, the upgraded version for, for free. Um, they have left that open and have hope just, been, I think, by sheer pressure, like, getting a couple of partners on board and being like, hey, if you don't do this – you know, gamers be mad, and they're good at that part. Which, in some ways, is shittier. Like, I might like it's kind of shitty on Microsoft's part because these yeah. upgrades aren't free. Like, you know, no. like it's not, it's not, it's this isn't like a PC where you just like drop, like run it on a new graphics card and and brrr, goes the graphics. <laughs> like, that's <Yeah>. not, <laughs> that's not how this works. Like when you build it on a console, they're like w- work has to be done to, uh, for this to happen. And so, like uh, you know, apps at Microsoft, like what should happen is map- Microsoft steps in and is like, hey we're partnering with with 505 and now this is coming which is actually like I think of the actual resolution to this is probably not 505 who I don't get the impression Like is sitting on like piles of cash. No, Um, they're doing this. They're they're like, we got to get some
1: extra money. This was a bad year.
2: And control every everything that has come out of Remedy and Five Hundred Five. By that game is like very much been like a, like really glad Epic came along and offered us a pound of cash for that PC version because it sounds like it didn't it didn't sell particularly well. Hopefully, what Microsoft does is steps in and says uh, like, hey, we're partnering with Five Hundred Five, and now. Because yeah. that's actually one of my theories is that hey maybe on um, PS5 you still get screwed but Microsoft steps in and says well for Xbox owners and the reason they're going to need to do that is because they're going to need something to play on their Xbox <laughs> series. Wait X. a second,
1: because my download just completed. I'm finished the Caesar salad. Where is Halo Infinite?
2: It's, it's Where's in my 20, Master 20, Chief 2021 20, cuz it's been delayed. I got to wait um, for Master Chief? I uh it is it, um not it is simultaneously shocking and not shocking that infinite yes. has, has been delayed to 2021. We the, like the-
1: we floated it 2 weeks ago or something. When they announced <laughs> that they are bringing in another studio to yeah. do final like polish work, one of the things that we said was like it's it, it does this could this be the first step towards we we need a little more time. And it or, turns out my
2: my running theory has been given the 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 such a sort of negative overall negative yeah. response to its unveiling was um You know, do do you do the safe route and you launch a multiplayer beta? Because it sounds like uh, the only thing people universally came away excited about from the Halo Infinite rollout was Halo multiplayer is still like really good and extremely popular. And you make that free to play, like that seems like a thing people would like enjoy. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I still think that is still a possibility. I'm still. Reluctant to think there will not be some Halo thing you can download on day one that isn't the Master Chief Collection. Um, so yeah. I won't be surprised if there's a multiplayer beta between now and and launch. But yeah, I think they uh, they're doing the responsible thing for that project. I will point to something Jason uh, Schreier mentioned, which is backed up in in my my own reporting, and probably all of us who know people who work on on big projects. Delays, yeah, know how, no how no matter how significant, there is zero evidence that it suddenly means. Um, like crunch is going away, that yeah. there is real breathing room for these developers. Um, it mostly means that crunch is extended for whenever this game launches, which if I had to guess is by the end of March um, that I would think, uh, I don't Q1 know. Q1 or, or- I don't know what Microsoft's like fiscal, you know, year right, is, but right. you know, a lot of them end March 31st. Before tax day. Yeah, yeah there's a reasons yeah. these- Yeah, I Go mean, ahead. this is
3: one of those games where like- there is pressure to get a halo out there because they're nervously watching Austin's croutons browning and <laughs> being like, we have until he finishes his spring salad. Uh, right. And like, before he really loses his patience. Uh, and Austin's breathing exercises will not tame him anymore. They won't.
1: I'm, I am um, I need to play a video game. But yeah, I need so, to play video game.
3: Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where, like, missing the launch window like does suggest to me that it's probably not a fun time to be on that project and it probably is not going to be fun bringing it home right this is not going to be one of those like hey guys let's make the best game we can but also (laughs) take care of ourselves and be good be good to the team my suspicion is that is not how it is going everyone take a week and uh just reflect on how much you love Halo and how excited, <laughs> like, bring your best ideas back to work uh, in September. If you could just go and control, just we'll connect come in Monday, to Just take chief. a day of Halo. And, you know, uh, yeah. just, like. A day-low. You know, a day-low. <laughs> take yourself
1: just, a day <laughs> Once uh, a week, we're going to have a day around here. <laughs> uh, and that day is Sunday. Know. The other day-lo. six days. Please Me be say. here. That's boo. <laughs> My favorite.
3: <laughs> email from, an email from Microsoft uh, Games president, like. Uh, Hey, you know, years ago, Halo 2 asked a good question. What did you first think when you first saw Halo? And I think we should all, we should all be reflecting on that the, these days. I, of course, am sitting at home reflecting on that right now in my beautiful, <laughs> in my beautiful Pacific uh, Northwest estate.
1: When Halo 3 uh, launched, it asked us to finish the fight. Well, now I'm asking you. To finish the fight against making a good game. That fight's going to be a little longer than we thought it was going to be. And you're going to have to fight a little harder. But in the end, it's going to be worth it.
2: You have to imagine the internal message included some sort of Halo-based pun. Puns. If you
1: you were on that team and they sent you a Halo pun to tell you you're going to be working in crunch for the next six months, you got to let us know what it is. You got to leak that shit. Send us grabs
3: of your cringiest, like motivational emails and shit that is most like (laughs) brand Kool Aid drinking. Let's broaden this
1: out beyond Halo. Like, yeah, Yeah. just in general. um, I remember I got an email once from uh, someone who is no longer at CBS Interactive, someone high up in the in the food chain, well above Giant Bomb. Uh, Who, while everyone was trying to get their year-end stuff together, was reflecting on how he spent – he was going to spend his time or had already spent his time on the holidays in Hawaii at a yoga retreat. And he was like, ah, I just remember sitting back in the hammock and looking up and seeing the wonder of nature. There was a double rainbow, a real one, not like the meme. (laughs) And-
3: <laughs> oh, I remember me? this email.
1: But, like, the meme or the real, real one, was, motherfucker. It was, was a real one. There just was a video. That dude wasn't
3: rich in Malama no. doesn't mean it wasn't no. a real double rainbow. <laughs>
1: no. Also, that that guy died. Did you hear that? This yeah. What? Double rainbow guy's dead. Oh shit. Sorry, Rip to, to that guy. I like genuinely. That's sad. He brought a lot of joy to people. Yeah. You know. So don't besmirch the name of of Yosemite Bear Mountain Double Rainbow 1810 YouTube. Paul Bear Vasquez Vasquez uh anyway sorry to bring this down we should we should you know really take a moment and double his
3: enthusiasm and wonder was genuine that is why we loved him exactly there is a your shitty corporate 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 boss yes yes. and a tendency to confuse like man people love it when influencers post (laughs) pictures of themselves like being inspired by the view from like a $1,500 a night uh resort so why are my employees angry at me when I talk about what a nice time I'm having at Davos this year? Hey, God. small, small, small aside. I so
2: uh, for some reason I started getting in. Well, you know, in, in like Facebook, you scroll through in the different ads you get, and yeah. you know, I've gotten a couple of like the underwear ones. I don't know if they're trying to Facebook's trying to signal something to me. Time to get you some like, new drawers. What's up? Um, one of like the like the. Uh, like, the women that was advertising it. Like, often it's, like, an actual, like, influencer that's associated with it. And I was like, I wonder... I was like, I wonder how many... Like, how many followers do you need to get in this game? Yeah. I was like, is this someone that's got, like, you know, 800,000, like... Three million. Like, yeah. What's yeah. underwear? Where like,
1: do you gotta be to get to sell underwear? Yeah,
2: because the, the way they advertise it, it's uh, usually in, like, most advertising, is like, you're not gonna be able to find these people. But now, yeah, of course, the thing is, it's like, oh, it's real people. And so... uh and like click, you know, click the ad doesn't give me any information, but like it wasn't hard to like f- find like the. the You're the, a
1: journalist. Like, yeah, the
2: influencer's <laughs> name, just pu- punch that in and pulled out their Instagram and like this one woman, you know, you know, good for her, bless her heart. Paid. It's Like eight eight thousand followers. I was like, really? And she's like, list as a travel blogger and has the, you know has the agent email and Listen, like her her like posting real. ratio is very low. Um, <sighs> even in the ones where like, come on, like you posted like. You're in, in your bikini, those are supposed to spike the likes. Like, not much action happening on this AK uh influencer. And I was like, that's this is a good game to be in. Patrick's <laughs> out here, like,
1: I should change I should Let's change. Let's
3: go. Tracks. Patrick, I was honestly, saying, if you, you want to be an agent, read, dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See what you could do. I mean, listen, you're already on here selling underwear. You don't get a cut of that. That's true. That's true. You know. We Just, don't get battle stations. <laughs>
0: Patrick (laughs) just posting a speedo
3: shot Of him playing uh, Like Mario Maker On a a beach somewhere Being like man back to basics Just just getting my mind (laughs) might And thinking about my my mind right And thinking about what got me here Mind mind might is the new thing that I'm going to be hawking A couple of (laughs) weeks from now These
2: are are my vitamins
1: mm. Oh they really get you ready to go For all the gaming you're going to do this fall On these new consoles Which will not be Halo Okay, but like, can I just, this is like the pettiest, sh- okay, so timeout one. Uh-huh. I don't care. I, I like, I care about the crunch thing. That's what I care yeah. about. I That part sucks. I'm, it's, they're launching a console. They're not going to have a lot of new, super shiny AAA, big budget, you know, blockbuster games at day one. I don't care. I don't right. have a horse in the race. Um. Uh. uh what? <sighs> I'm at a weird place where I was looking at the list of games coming out this year, and I realized there isn't there isn't a besides cyberpunk 2077 is like the big one this this fall but i was like Look, oh, I still, what's the I still next think, thing I i'm think looking it's an open forward question to if
2: that game comes out this year i think everything i think on you're
1: the table totally right i think everything should be on the table everything's on the table i don't know that we're going to get november november gonna just skip november this year in like general the month the,
2: the month. month we just don't, like, like they pass a bill because like, like, they the no america november knows not
1: that america determined well you know military might being what it is <laughs> You know, I could very easily imagine, especially depending on how the election goes, Trump being November didn't happen. (laughs) <laughs> no this month nope. doesn't exist <laughs> uh, um i'm just skipping it 100 i just don't know that we're gonna have a lot, of, a lot to give thanks for when november <laughs> hits this year When i like you know i'm not a big thanksgiving person because of the history of genocide uh that this, <laughs> that this country uh uh committed and then covers up with with holidays like uh thanksgiving and and very whitewashed uh histories of of unity and friendship with with the Native Americans and and indigenous peoples around the world, which America has conquered. Um, uh, But 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 I do like using the day and be like, you know what? There's some good shit for me this year. You know what? This year did all right. You know, here's this 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 and this. I'm not ready to do that in November anyway, and I'm certainly not ready but to do it ready without to master six
2: hundred dollars right. on an Xbox Series X or PS
3: Five
1: or, a PS5, or uh, what is. Mm,
3: Here's the, like it'd be the very mask off moment for games, though, if like, uh, damn, I can't believe you just invalidated all the ballots that were sent in through the post office and then shut down the post office and <laughs> uh, turned it into Trump drop shipping. Uh That's that's a huge bummer. But, but man, it's amazing. They released all those games all at once. And I'm so busy. Like, there's just so much good shit to so focus good on. too shit. Like,
1: man, this is this
3: is that Soma.
1: Uh, <laughs> god. Is what what is coming out this year still I guess is Deathloop actually coming out in December? That's probably that's not going to come spy, out in December. Like, that's going to get
2: booted. You know, th- theoretically Demon Souls is like a launch for PS5. We haven't seen anything on that yet. Yeah. Spider-Man is this year, theoretically is it? Ratchet. I guess it as is. A, I guess as Miles. As in is theory. I to think be right. they said this holiday, but that gives them so much wiggle room that I okay. I I think app, you know, these days even with a release date, I think you should just assume almost everything like Moves out and like yeah, bug I mean, snacks. Bug snacks will come Bugs out. Snacks, right? It sounds everything. Yeah, I've my understanding is that game is actually you know pretty pretty close to being finished. So I okay. think bug snacks will look I think the PS five will have like a better you know. Launch we didn't mention
1: it, but there was a trailer for bug snacks, like a gameplay trailer for bug snacks at that last PS five event. It looked good. Yeah. That's not what I expected it to, to be, but people should go look in a up. good way. Yeah, 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 in a good way. We still don't, don't know. know when
4: it's actually when we don't know shit. Either of the machines no. are actually dropping right no
1: no, no. I think we'll <laughs> know more of that
2: by the.
4: Um,
1: Here's that's the real one. Does day. anyone does anyone want to put money on whether or not one of them one of one the slips. machine slips? Yeah, I think it's too no, late. Will not happen. It's not too now. late, right? There was, they're already being
2: made. That decision. That decision was made with the halo. Like there's there's a reason the halo infinite delay was announced, and concurrently with that, a press release <clears> went out, at, literally at the same same time, um, saying this november, you know, uh right right, right. You know, you'll be able to purchase an Xbox Series X. So I no, I those boxes will come out. Launches are weird and I mean this is where like if you, let's say there's a some sort of disaster scenario for Sony where like all of all of their games start slipping out of out of the launch window, um, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, Demon Souls isn't able to hit and Ratchet's not able to hit and Spider-Man's not able to hit and that's all, you know, early 2021 um as they kind of like you know, deal with COVID and yada yada yada. Yeah. Um, well, it's like the Game Pass is still like a incredible. Uh, yes. Like deal. Like that. That's part of Microsoft's long term. I think probably I that, mean, helps listen, that, that's that helps the- them justify. Like in a world without Game Pass, Halo Infinite fucking ships in November. Like just that, that doesn't. There is no delay. Right. Um, right. What they Game what Pass. Their,
1: their press release. Them to, literally around. said Xbox Series X launches this November with thousands of games spanning four generations. And it's, and true. it's, extri- it's, it's true, it's true. It's true, but also the lady does protest too much. Like, <laughs> okay. Well, their um,
2: car- their cards are pretty limited in terms I know. of like what they, like, you want, you, you want the medium? It's like, well, yeah, we know Patrick wants the medium, but I don't know if that's the game that... <laughs> You know, we want to uh, <laughs> uh, uh, broadcast widely as as the game to hang, yeah, hang your hat yeah. on. Um, totally. So you know, it's like the right decision, but um, in a weird year. That I mean, that game, Halo Infinite, has been a troubled development for a while now, and my understanding is that the it was in rough shape prior to COVID, and that COVID yeah. just like blew the whole thing to pieces. Like the games pivot to work from home didn't. Didn't go well, which that's for all the reasons we've outlined in the past of how, uh, you know, why that game could be in the shape that it was um, is understandable. But I think that game had issues before and then COVID like took a. You know, it's like you imagine like going into COVID with people that don't have like strong relationships with their partners. Like, you know, like a thing like COVID is just going like, to make yeah. everything a lot, find those weak points and just yeah. push on them. And my understanding is that's kind of what happened with Halo Infinite. So um, I the thing I'll be curious is w- how they show that game next, because they're like on some level, the bar is extremely low and extreme and like higher than it was before. Yeah,
1: um, I. I maybe it'll be good for it in the long run maybe this that low bar setting the pushback means that the next time it shows up people are gonna be like oh this looks better probably can't not. look
2: worse God. right God. people are gonna be looking for that pop-in so they you know yeah the time around so yeah
1: i mean it was a good reminder. i you know i i know that my taste is idiosyncratic like i know like it's very goofy that we wound up with a platform this big because all of us do have very specific tastes that often differ from the like traditional super mainstream. Um, and also are not at the same time, we're not talking about like all of us being in the alt game space. Like we're not, I want to be clear. I don't think we're outside. I I, I was
2: excited. I was ready to, I was ready to like Halo Infinite a lot.
1: Watching the response to the Halo Infinite trailer is like a great reminder of just how different, and versus, like, the PS5, like, that first PS5 event where I was kind of cold on that, and then watching the, the Halo Infinite trailer, and I was like, yeah, okay, that looks like a Halo to me, versus the, like, very, with a scalpel, finding everything wrong with it. The difference between m- the way I watch these things and the way other people watch these things is is a gulf, you know? People are going to pick apart a Halo trailer Piece by piece until every flaw is visible, uh, and uh not that those flaws were not there to be clear. Like I'm not, I'm yeah. not taking away from that, but I, but it is just like I was like, right, oh yeah, expectation looks yeah. like a halo to me. I guess <laughs> you know, you um, know. In any case, I think we're gonna take another break, uh, and when we come back, some of us will be here to talk about the Control DLC. There's a Control event today that's happening. Rob. I don't even want to
2: see that trailer. I don't you know godspeed. But uh-huh, I was right. like, hey, that's in two weeks, like I'm good. Like I'm I'm gonna <laughs> go into my Alan Wakeness, like eyes closed, not wide open.
1: Closed. Not you're not woke. You're not Alan woke. You're Alan <laughs> Sleep. Okay. In 2020,
3: well, we, he's Alan woke.
1: I it's mm, mm, I can't I believe it. they canceled Alan Wake. <laughs> Actually, what's the what's the bad guy in Alan Wake's name? What's the, Mr. What's the oh he has a great name
3: wait it's just the the darkness
1: no no no, no. there's that character oh, who's scratch? like the doppel the, yes yeah, scratch
3: that's a great yeah. name for a villain yeah, yeah that's also course. not an original name reason. right like I mean no just, uh,
1: yeah just, Mr. Yeah. Scratch is like a long running like suju- good of the devil but it's great anyway um thanks for joining us Patrick I know you're heading out we're gonna take a break now and when we come back I might also be gone We're gonna depend how much I need a nap <laughs> that's the truth <laughs> That's the truth I'm going to put out there is, do I need a nap more than I need to be on this segment about Control, a game I haven't finished? About Alan Wake, a game I'm not as positive on as look at that
2: face! Look at Rob's face Rob right and
1: Kato and Gita. <laughs> I don't know. Gita's going to tag in and we can talk about that. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'm gone. And if I am, I hope everyone has a good weekend. What if
3: that video sucks, though? What if, what if uh-huh. this is my Halo Infinite trailer? <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like, this is not... Sufficient oh, well uh, but reverential.
1: That makes me want to be on the podcast more.
3: Austin will stick around to see <laughs> Rob get to get
2: put a finger to the wind on Rob's reaction. Yes. Like, oh, he enjoyed it? He's having a great time. I'm gonna take a nap. I'm gonna take
1: a nap. It's the opposite of my Twitter policy. It's <laughs> <laughs> you, you ever see a reaction so normal. He's like, oh, I can take a nap. Yeah, I can take a nap right now. I'll sneak away. Yeah. All right. Uh, we will be back in just a little bit.
3: And we're back. Uh, Austin watched the Control AWE uh, Twitch <laughs> Twitch stream and found he didn't have a whole lot to say, so he and bailed. Immediately uh, went Revan to sleep. <laughs> pretty much.
5: I hope he's sleeping. Uh,
3: however, sleep well, buddy. we did get Mrs. Casper Darling uh, to join true. us for the second.
5: Hello. Hi, I'm here. Both my husbands <laughs> were in this stream. I'm also... Mrs. Alan Wake. So.
3: Yeah. I'm Gita. So, uh, my name is
5: Gita. Just in case you didn't <laughs> know what my name is, that's my name.
3: <laughs> Mrs. Alan Wake Gita. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so as a remedy bigamist,
5: uh,
3: how did this How did this hit for you?
5: What I liked the most about this presentation was how they took, how they adapted Alan Wake's really intense aesthetic of the Pacific Northwest and light and shadow and like seedy motels two controls entirely different uh, like visual aesthetic, right? Like every time Alan Wake showed up on the keyboard doing that visual effect they do where you're walking through people's profiles, I was like this shit, this shit, this shit. <laughs> it, it really like, I am so eager for more lore and so eager just to see more of Wake himself and hear more of that narration. It really brought me into the mental headspace where I'm like, you know, what? maybe I'll go back and play Alan Wake again before yeah. this expansion comes out. Like, maybe I'll go back and fucking, I don't know, check out Quantum Break and see <laughs> if there's any more connections between these games. More than any of the other, any of the new plot of the specific plot of this DLC, it made me more interested when they said, like, definitively, that they said, canonically, all these games are connected. This is a shared universe. And I'm assuming that includes more than just Alan Wake.
3: Yeah, I mean, so canonically, Max Payne is basically an Alan Wake character, right? Is that yeah. how they tie that in? Yeah. So then Max Payne is not real.
5: Mm. Yeah. But the point they, Alan Wake writes a character named uh, Alex Casey, which is voiced by, if you find pages of him in the original Alan Wake, he's voiced by the same voice actor that voices Max Payne. And it's a hard-boiled detective story. But also, they mentioned in the beginning of the stream that Alex Casey, in the world of Jesse Faden's control, is a real person who was investigating the disappearance of Alan Wake.
3: Hang on. Is that the character name, or is Alex Casey that... Yeah, it is. So who's the FBI agent who loses his mind in Alan Wake, though? Remember the dude who's like really aggro and just eats shit at the end of the first act?
5: Yeah, he's just a (laughs) rage monster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... FBI, Alan Wake character. Was that not... Robert Nightingale. He uh, was the federal agent, agent that was pursuing... Yeah, and he was mentioned... Okay, let me pull up this other article I wrote while I was to you about the connections because I remember mapping this all out before because fans were really, like, con- really interested in connecting these dots. So Robert Nightingale, I believe, is mentioned in the case file for Bright Falls, Washington that you can find in Control. Yes. So the basic idea from what was already pieced together in the game was, I tweeted this earlier, so I'm just going to go to my Twitter and drop this in chat, is that the uh, Federal Bureau of Control went to Bright Falls after Nightingale was taken over by the darkness and disappeared officially. And then... From there, uh, the con- the Federal Bureau of Control came in and tried to clean it up as best they could, but obviously something came back with them, is essentially the setup for this that was already present in the game before all of this. So I wasn't like... I knew that these games were already connected. I just didn't realize they were like actually dead set on making it so literal. I'm so glad they have the right. rights to do that. It would be the best if they had the ability to actually have like, uh, Max Payne, the Max Payne in it. But it also feels like this Alex Casey thing is their weird workaround.
3: Yeah, I'm, uh... I, th- I think that's probably the only thing we're gonna get, especially because the Rockstar thing. Uh, yeah. They, they kind of... Uh, yeah. And then they rejected the, the canon of... I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. (laughs) Except except to say there's a really gratuitous moment in a cemetery in Max Payne 3 where he basically says he goes to the grave of his partner who, remember, was a crooked cop who sold him out to the Russian mob. He goes to her grave and it's like, man, I really fucked everything up. I'm so sorry to uh, Winterson. Was that her name? Uh, And he was like damn that was my biggest mistake and I'm like I don't think it was man uh, she, <laughs> was, she like covered up a massive number of homicides but Max Payne three was like nah Max Payne 2 isn't that, that, that that's where the series went wrong uh, now let's let's now let's murder some people in some favelas uh, so Alan wake is now in control and Austin made one comment that I do kind of agree with, though. He was kind of hoping for a little more Bright Falls flavor in this expansion. And I got admit, yeah. I kind of was, too.
5: They, I mean, they only showed us the first 15 minutes. I'm definitely with you and that. I love the oldest house, but I love seeing Jessie as a character out of her element even more. And I feel like if... They took her entire town dump and put it in the oldest house. They probably could take a large portion of Bright Falls and do the same. Um, I was hoping once we got to the motel, we'd see more of a Bright Falls vibe. Because that's like the space where their two aesthetics of that game and this game merge with each other. Is uh, in the, the motel that they go through to go to different locations. But that kind of was just sort of a, a come and gone moment. Hopefully we get more. You know, I feel like it would be a big mistake if we didn't get at least like one good set piece of her walking through the Pacific Northwest in this beautiful engine. Right. Right. But I feel like the more I feel like, though, like this is not the way that they're presenting this so far has not made me feel like they're not going to do another Alan Wake in some way. And I feel like the, the minute I see the minute they start front loading it's Alan Wake, you're back in Bright Falls. That's when I'm going to start feeling like they're not going to do another Alan Wake.
3: Interesting. Yeah, I I want to be there with you. I am definitely... (laughs) I see
5: on your face some hesitation here.
3: (laughs) I just have this feeling that we're not going to see... Alan Wake. You know what I mean? The, the, yeah. Even though they got the rights back, I'm not convinced we'll get Alan Wake 2, even though I think, uh, given what they do in Control, like I am even more confident they could they could nail a sequel to that oh, game. they could really do it. Yeah, and that engine is uh, exquisite. So, things they did show, uh, and I think mean, maybe this is somewhat what is driving Austin's hesitancy, uh, is you have a new section of the oldest house. It looks really similar to... Um, Oh gosh, what's the, um, the science level? Yeah, the science,
5: yeah, uh, the, science uh, the research yeah. sector, yeah.
3: Yes, yes, research. Uh, c- central research uh, was a huge, like, sprawling level with tons of secrets. That appears to be the uh, direction they're going for the investigations division. Yeah. Uh, that Jesse is, is going around in, which is good news to me, because honestly, I think, one of the things that really made me like fall in love with Control was the fact that I basically got completely sidetracked doing tons of shit around the research labs. Oh, and absolutely then same. The Panopticon, like I just was went everywhere, did everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's the if that's sort of the framework they're going for here with a just a giant space that is full of, of stuff like that, uh, I'm sold. That's probably what I want from a from a Control expansion more than anything.
5: Yeah, I feel like that. I mean, I have a very similar experience in the pin because it's just like even just looking at things and reading descriptions of things, I found intellectually simulating in both of those sections, right? Like they they do a lot of the work of sort of lining up secrets for you. It's like it being tossed a perfect pitch, right? And you know you're going to hit a home run every time. They manage to make guide you to new information in a way that makes you feel like you're figuring everything out. It's So they're highly curated, but at the same time, like, dependent on your curiosity and your sense of discovery. And I just really felt... I love looking at all the different little objects in the Panopticon that were behind, and like, the ways that they had been breached and, like, the evidence of people around them. It's such a fucking cool environment. Yeah. I am a little, I guess, I, I do... I think I want to see more ways that this building can be. Like, if they're going yeah. to be so dedicated to having everything in control take place in the oldest house. I want to see more examples of what a brutalist space can look like and how it can go out of control. I do like some of the new visual effects I showed off, like the the repeating boxes and the repeating that side table that was just sort of morphing and repeating itself across a hallway. And I like how the darkness integrates into the aesthetic that's already present. Another really good example of them taking something that was established in Alan Wake and then making it fit control without it feeling like it's sticking out like a sore thumb. This is sort of the opposite version of what uh, Joss Whedon did when he did that first Avengers movie, where he just brought every movie's individual visual aesthetic to the same film and put it in like a very gray, glum background so that they felt cohesive because they were all the brightest thing. Here, it's like they definitively nailed down what control looks like and feels like. And they were like, what are the parts of Alan Wake we can put in the oldest house that Mm -hmm. still makes sense? And they they really, really got that. But I want the space itself to feel a little bit different at this point.
3: Yeah, I think about... Like, for me, what was what is missing and what we've seen so far is um, I have seen every version and configuration of the fifties and sixties office pods uh, <laughs> you know, where se- there's, you know, central, central desks and then offices spoking around the, uh, the, the hub area. I've seen every variation on that. What I haven't seen is anything that sort of is as arresting as the, air shaft uh the atrium in central research right where you've got this yeah. like glorious expanse with wonderful lighting and then this sort of labyrinthine slightly uneasy feeling set of staircases wrapping around it and like fault like hallways hidden behind like false walls and such uh i want something like that again mm-hmm. I, yeah like i need i need some sort of um yeah, it needs some sort of architectural yeah, like element, a landing
5: right? of some kind. Like I, I always like fighting in the um, that particular section of the investigation sector because there's so much big open space and there's like a multiple different levels. It's just good level design as well as being yeah. visually different from the rest of the space. And you can you understand then also it gives context to what the research division is in relationship to the other ones. This is a division of people. Who have given been given like all the funding in the world, essentially. You know, you can tell like what that organization is like just based on the spaces they're in. Whereas you know the containment uh, area is darker and spookier and more drab, right? And it has the its vis, its moment of you know visual signifier is, is the Panopticon, which is a prison that's built of many different like much different materials is much sparser, is more industrial. I need some I need a visual signpost so I can understand what the investigations divisions like is within this organization. And we just haven't seen that. So maybe it'll show up, but so far, I want to have a hint, you know, like what are they the cool like secret agent guys, right? Like what, what are they? What is this department in relationship to the rest of the Federal Bureau of Control?
3: Yeah, it like, where is the, is this where, like, the, the Fox Mulder of, of yeah. the FPC works? Yeah, are we going to uh, look up
5: at these, like, popcorn ceilings and see a bunch of pencils stuck up there? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I got, like, admittedly, though, things that did, and I, I suppose this is thing that has me hoping that they're keeping a bit under wraps, is, like, we got glimpses of Things that have been implied, like for instance, there was that walled off part of uh, the oldest house that just said "Entrance to New York Subway," uh, yeah. and you don't get to right. go in. It looks like now at least we saw some subway cars uh, yes. that, that look like they're in play. We saw a lunar lander uh, yep. for some kind of reason, and I like <laughs> yep. that implies a level of goofiness that I'm extremely here for and, and yep. looking forward to.
5: I just hope that the federal bureau of control fake the moon landing how rad would that be you know fakes
4: the moon landing because an altered world event happened that put something on the moon
5: yes absolutely <laughs> or some shit like that right where it's like yeah it's a cover and of a Sandy cover kubrick, yeah i hope kubrick was involved <laughs> oh, wow. was, yeah, like if that is like it was a last minute, like shit, there's an A.W.E. on the moon and they're supposed to go tomorrow. We got to figure something out. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, I I am hopeful we're going to get busted into some of those weird environments and backstories. I do yeah. have a hope that we will glimpse a little taste of, of Bright Falls, though. That is such a strong location. Remember, remember the fucking giant deer for the deer fest, oh my God. Um, being chased <laughs> by that thing. That rules. So
5: cool. Or even just in the beginning of the game, just like getting chased by the bulldozer, the 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 kill dozer. Um, <laughs> yes. Did you know that there's just this documentary on Netflix called Tread about a guy who's definitely mentally ill, but his response to that was creating a bunch of in his own head rivalries with other local businessmen and then buying selling all of his material goods, buying a storage building, going there and living there and building a giant bulldozer that's like an armored tank, and then uh destroying all of his rival businessmen's Wait, no, with I them. remember what? hearing about that dude. There's a documentary about Netflix out that's called Tread, but like Killdozer was right there. <laughs> That's what he built.
3: <laughs> yes, I remember this. I remember, yeah. like,
5: oh police couldn't gosh.
3: stop him because he was in an armored vehicle. and uh, Yeah. Yeah. They,
5: like, wow. literally he hit something that knocks loose all the antifreeze in his vehicle, and he realized that this was the end of the road. I'm pretty sure he welded himself in there because he, he spoiler alert, he killed himself, but also it's just the genius, so I guess it's not spoilers. But, uh... I mean, good that he was not able to literally demolish the whole town, I suppose. They were thinking about mm-hmm. calling it an airstrike. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're talking about Alan Wake. Yeah, like, even those sequences in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest, where it's just, like, you in the dark and you hear a rumble, and you're just like, fuck. Like, there's the evocativeness of not j- of that, like, the, the light and sound design in that game is something that I want to see a return to, like. Just the interplay of light and shadow. I'm glad that they've like uh, they've brought back the light and darkness mechanic, which makes me gives me hope that we are going to get some really good moments with Jesse just running from moments of light to moments of light.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: But I want to see some pine trees, or at least like an episode <laughs> of the TV show, the fake of Night Springs. Right? What if the puppets went on that? Oh no, anyway, sorry.
3: When I saw the TV in the uh, uh, in the Pacific Overlook, or mm. uh, what was the hotel? Um, at
5: ocean Ocean View Ocean Motel. View
3: Hotel. Right, that's plainly not within view of an ocean. gotta help me. I love it. Yeah, uh, yep. the the Ocean View Hotel. When I saw the f- when I saw the TVs in that, I was like, they're gonna they're gonna bring Night Springs back. Yeah, uh, at so disappointed point <laughs> it was just static. But like, I expect some Night Springs. I um, do. I also the thing that does have me just completely bought in is because because I think it reflects an understanding of like what worked best about Alan Wake, mm-hmm. uh, making Emil Hartman the monster who is like lurking in uh, in the bureau, because the like that whole segment where Wake is like institutionalized and gaslit by Hartman who is trying to basically create like a creative studio out of people. He's like kidnapped and is using (laughs) mental health holds to like enslave, um, was such a weird and good like detour in that game. And it is so memorable, uh, for like providing a really useful break in that action. And, sort of reframing what is going on uh, in this game and what it's about having that character come back, I think is a really smart decision um, and yeah. has me enthusiastic about like whatever they have planned.
5: Yeah. It's um, hmm, I was also looking at the Alan Wake fandom wiki and saw that uh, mentioned in the case files that are already in control, Robert Nightingale and Emil Hartman uh, disappeared before the Federal Bureau of Control could make it to Brightfalls. Falls, so it makes me feel like if Hartman, if they're dropping this big thing now, which is that Hartman is the villain here, where could Nightingale perhaps show up if he also was not recovered before they, the the Federal Bureau of Control made it there? There's there's just like a lot of really good like kernels that really feed into the whole like horror writer vibe here also that Alan Wake is bringing to the table. Like we're basically Remedy does this thing where they just kind of take you on a, on a nice carnival of different kinds of science fiction pulp in their games, Mm -hmm. you know? And here is the meeting of like Eldritch horror pulp and Stephen King style horror novel pulp. And the thing that they are like definitely where they meet in the middle is with this strong narrator voice and small things that have huge significances here. So if we know that Mill you know, Hartman's coming back, I'm pretty sure he, and Nightingale should come back. I just really hope we see Barry. I I just really have <laughs> yes. I just want to see Barry. <laughs> 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 I've just been thinking about Barry, Barry this whole Barry's time. Barry. I thought your comment was very good about making Hartman the villain here, or at least initially. Especially because I like the way that the the way he's introduced in that demo we just watched over the stream. Uh, in a way that blends him as a character that's also native to control in the Federal Bureau of Control, right? He was stretched like a worm through time, which is one of the things that the Hiss says. And right before that, you hear some other people talking, saying, you know, there is this song, and they were saying, baby, 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 yeah, an orange peel. And I was like, ah, fuck, like, that's amazing. Like, somehow there's this connection between bright falls and the hiss and the darkness and that is the thing we'll ultimately have to untangle but also we seeing Hartman again in a way that we could only see him within the federal bureau of control within the oldest house so it's fucking tight just fucking tight shit and i it's hard to talk about it in a linear <laughs> way because i just keep remembering all the things that i was hoping that happen even if we just hear Barry's voice i would just love that Barry is the agent that everyone wishes they have.
3: And he, um, he, he really I think he's the same voice actor as the nerdy little mobster in the Max Payne games.
5: Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, lovely.
3: Remember the guy you have to escort in the Captain Baseball Bat uh, yep. outfit who has little yep. squeakers in his feet? Oh, oh um, my God. God, what a, what a legendary game.
5: God, um, I just, how cool is Remedy... Just they are very much, uh, I always really like artists who are like, okay, this is my thing and I'm just going to indulge this thing, but they're not cheesy or corny or referential. They actually like really, really love a specific genre or like a specific pulp trope and they want to explore it from every single angle. And I feel like Remedy has just become more and more in control of their powers when it comes to remixing like major genre tropes.
3: Which is interesting to me because to me it always feels like the the thing that confounds me about remedy is that they're like one of those um, almost like a wince wince comic where you yeah. you push the thing to the point where it begins to break and starts to suck and then you keep pushing and yeah. you find that on the other side of that you get to something really special and funny
0: yeah. um,
3: and remedy seems to always like on its face, it's like, this is kind of dumb. Like, it's kind of cool, it's kind of dumb. And then there's a lot of, like, oh, this is... There is a lot of, like, really derivative crap in this and, like, bad writing that is intentional? I don't know. And then it keeps pushing through until you end up with, yeah, that's a really great, like, genre tribute. That is, a, that like, yeah. not only not only a tribute, it's not, like, just a cover, but it's also an interesting, like... Um, exploration of why we love the things we love, like a reflection on enthusiasm itself.
5: Yes. Uh, I feel like the statement, it's not a lake, it's an ocean, is about the things that we like about that kind of horror writing, right? Where it's more so the implication of the thing than the thing itself that scares us. In fact, the more you actually see of the thing, of the guy in the diving helmet, the less scary it is. But... They end that game, Alan Wake, on this moment of you are on the precipice of understanding a greater secret that will change the world. And that is the appeal of that kind of writing entirely. So, I mean, in a way, maybe don't have a direct follow up to Alan Wake. Maybe stick him just in control, because the point of that game, I think, is the mystery and the joy and the danger of standing on the precipice, the precipice of knowledge and the precipice of understanding.
3: Uh. I would love, I, I would be very happy if somehow they wedded these two universes. Like I'm here for Alan yeah. Wake too. I'm also here for a like Jesse goes out into the field at some point in, mm-hmm. in a down the road control sequel, and yeah. it like has to go deal with some Alan Wake shit. But you're like, I think you've you've hit on it though, like. There, like, where I think the reason so many of us are, are fixated on Alan Wake in a in a weird way, uh, this kind of sleeper <laughs> game that underperformed uh, pretty famously, uh, yeah, it it is it, it does leave you on this real on this it does end on a real high note and you're ready for more. And I think Control to its credit did the same thing. Like maybe this is the power they've really mastered is this notion of by the time the credits roll on their games, you've somehow completely bought into the premise and all the goofy weird shit, and now you're just uncritically uh, in in love with it. And that's where I've been with Control. That's where I've been with Alan Wake. Uh, so, yeah, just whatever it takes to get me more, uh, I'm, I'm here for. Uh, there was one other announcement that really caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. An art mm-hmm. book.
4: Oh, I thought oh my you were gonna
5: fucking god! I like almost else. immediately went to go see if I could pre-order it. <laughs> I don't have any <laughs> money at all right now. <laughs> I need it so bad. Oh <laughs> like, uh, Jesus! Right? I they already released a lot of this art online, but the idea of having a beautiful book that I can look through that will have like making of and behind the scenes documentation about some of this stuff that's what I really need this book for. I'm so curious about the process of designing this game.
3: Kato, what did you think I was going to say?
4: Oh, uh, uh, I forgot that you had already mentioned that. So I was just like, oh yeah, there was this other cool part. No, it's uh, it's, it was kind of like, you know, set as an aside, but I thought it was actually pretty great is that they're adding assist mode for free yeah. to oh, everyone, yeah, Which is a thing I would love to see in more kind of, Triple A space, like we've seen it, like, uh, in the indie space a lot, um, but the the specific idea of being able to tailor the like, da- it's like they had damage dealt t- taken, damage dealt, damage taken, and like how fast your energy regens, all of that stuff you can just like, turn up and down as much as as much as you want, um, which I think is a thing that, <laughs> I mean, under understandably it is a lot of work, but uh, I would love to be able to see in more games. Um.
5: Yeah, I was thinking that because my boyfriend doesn't play a lot of games, but he does like games. And mm-hmm. he was, you know, I remember him telling me that he got really, really stuck on Tomasi, which is, I think, the one of the first bosses that people get stuck on is Tomasi. And I was thinking, like, oh, I wish I could have been there with him to sort of coach him through it, because I did this whole process where you're running from pillar to pillar and then you just let, you know, you throw things at him and then you have to run and dodge everybody else while you're still getting your health back up. It was like hours of me strategizing to get this done. When sometimes you just need to have a, a little bit more damage dealt. Uh, just a little bit and you'll be fine.
3: Right. To the thing about Tomasi, though, here is, I I, I saw a lot of people complaining of the Tomasi fight and I was like, what do you mean? I, it didn't seem that bad. Um, there's two Tomasi fights. Yeah. And I didn't encounter the second one the first time I played the game. Like, I just totally straight up walked past that room, like, every time. So I was like, what are people on about, like, Tomasi being hard? No, (laughs) to kill Tomasi sucks, man. Like, I heard about the assist mode, and I was like, you know, I might, uh, I might, need Mold some might go back and
5: deal yeah. with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just I mean, when they also said more control points, I was like, Oh, thank like, fuck Like some of these control points are located in places where you just have to walk forever to actually get to the place where you need to be and I would just Happy, just so happy. This game was hard, and I think not in an unfair way, but I think they are definitely approaching a place where, like, if you're coming in from Alan Wake and you're not here and you're already bought into from Control, having an assist mode is just going to be nice for you. Like, I, I like the shooting a lot. I'm happy about new guns. I'm happy about being able to lift more, you know,
4: lift more things, levitate,
5: <laughs> lift more things. It's like yeah. power I use the most, and now I can use it in a more efficient way. Um, I think just in assist mode is going to be real, real, real nice for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's tough. It's I think maybe the hardest game that I've tried to actually be good at, right? That I've tried to meet at its own terms. A lot of the time, I'll approach a game that's like hard and not meant to be like, competitive or anything, and I'm just like, I am not here for this currently. Mm-hmm. If it does, if the the combat doesn't like automatically sink in my brain, because like, I get a lot of that sort of hardness satisfaction from strategy games really like shooters are not really where i seek things to be hard um so i just feel like this is opening up the chance for more people to discover how fucking crazy and wild and uh, charming control is i I, it's always good i think and to get this granular i think is the best way to approach difficulty i just am interested in seeing what you can control and control
3: (laughs) uh that's an august 27th release date
5: was it i yes, yes. thank you kato
4: yeah are we all confident
5: <laughs> in that kato is, uh, that, a, is uh, that a yes
4: i'm googling it or is that a that, that sounds I, right I, to me as i'm it's going into google <laughs> all right. august
5: 27th control yeah uh expansion 2 Awe. yeehaw baby can't i mean that's like around the corner that's Man, 2 weeks from today.
3: It's going to be so rough so for you, because yeah. yeah. you're going to be like, you got to finish that Crusader Kings review, and yes. then Alan Wake needs your help. Uh, <laughs> Attention, control uh, no. gamers. Uh. Alan Wake needs your help.
4: Uh, <laughs> finish the fight.
5: <laughs> I really, I have a code under the embargo. I can't say anything else about Crusader Kings 3, but I do have it. And who, mama? That is absolutely a situation I'm gonna be in, Rob Zagney. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, all right, I can I can probably cover the uh, the Alan Wake review if you're oh, gonna
5: wow. stay uh, control. Oh wow! What a uh, what a tragedy <laughs> for you! For How sad! Sad for you! Oh,
3: How sad for uh, me that I get
5: to read your wonderful writing about control.
3: And I get to read you on uh, Crusader Kings. So really, it's just uh, a I delight it's for be, everybody. It's gonna be a good end of August. Uh, oh, early. Boy, we're
5: fucking eating. <laughs> the people specifically like us are going to be eating at the end of August. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> well, this is see, this is this is the uh, the upside of all of this is like a lot of conventional AAA is just being like shoved off to nowhere. As we were talking about earlier on the show, you know, at some point we'll Halo. Who knows when? Do oh, I care? Knows. Not really, because <laughs> I've got to clean out the investigations division. And then yeah. arrange some feudal nonsense. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I'm good.
5: Yeah, yeah. I I mean I'm pretty much uh, my fake E3 that lasted three months set. I'm doing all right. You know, <laughs> everything I wanted to see is like actually coming out. Well, it's the same thing that's happening in Hollywood, right? um right. all the movies that are actually coming out to digital are the ones they didn't think we're going to make a lot of money so all the ones directed by women and minorities but those movies are doing great those movies are, are doing fantastic who knows who knows if we're ever going to see tenant in the united states probably not ever <laughs> did you hear <laughs> they they, uh, did you hear uh, They're re- we can uh, we can
3: we release this on on streaming no 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 <laughs> No. Only I send, only I will send Fortnite. vaccines to every American. Uh, <laughs> if you buy before. a ticket
5: to see Tenant is like four hundred dollars, <laughs> unless you have insurance
4: or or five thousand V bucks. <laughs> oh no.
5: God, right. yeah. Uh, Did you see that AMC is reopening? By the way, David told me this mm, this morning. Oh, that mm-hmm.
3: was that's fucking grim, man.
5: <laughs> AMC is reopening. Okay. Guess okay. how much money the tickets are. Mm guess how much you have to 15 guess 15 cents 15 cents 1920s prices 2020 no, movies specifically
3: 1920 what what, uh, what was the economic context for 1920 uh, anyone <laughs> uh, anyone <laughs> know what happened in 1919
5: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, it's not... So nice.
3: It's so fucked up. AMC is like, man, it's, uh, it's playtimes again. Let's celebrate <laughs> the reopening of theaters yeah, and the Spanish Influenza. AMC is already 15. in the
5: fucking cool zone right now. The rest of us are <laughs> headed right there. <laughs> They're already there.
3: And also, like, so 15 cents. So if that if that promotion were to work, right? It won't, but if it were to work and puts asses in seats... Uh what their plan is to just jam theaters full of people trying to pay, like see a cheap show. Yeah.
5: If they're not <laughs> so, if they're like, socially distancing then they're going to make like a dollar maximum on every showing of every movie, but they're not going to do that. They're going <sighs> to try to put as many people in there as possible, which thank you AMC for making sure this plague never ends. God. Don't go to the movies unless it's only you in the theater. Even then, don't submit the people that are working there to your presence. (laughs) They don't want to be there either.
3: (laughs) They'd rather be at home playing Control uh, like we will be. Uh, But that will do it for this week's episode. Sorry, I've got some chaos happening with the dog uh, in the background. So I'm going to do a very quick outro here. We'll be back next week. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Waypoint. Where can people find you, Gita Jackson?
5: XOXO Gossip Gita.
3: Kato.
4: At A underscore Kato underscore appears.
3: You can find me on Twitter at Rob Zachney. As always, thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Learn more at waypoint.zone slash Bowen. Uh, And please read our stuff. We've got lots of great stuff this week. Uh, Gita had a really uh, thought-provoking piece on... uh, black character creation options in The Sims and the work the community's been putting in there to uh, address some major gaps that have existed in The Sims for ages. Uh, You can check out my review of A Total War Saga Troy, Uh, (laughs) which I definitely had to find replace the title uh, before it went live because I got it wrong literally every time uh, in my draft. Uh, But it's all good stuff. You can read it on Waypoint. Uh also known as Vice Games within Motherboard, it's all good. Listen to us next week. Uh we'll be back. Well, Gita will be on vacation. Uh honey. That's honey, right,
5: suckas. I'm tired.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a w- a well earned rest. Uh <laughs> but but for now, uh we we must leave you. We'll back next week with another Waveman Radio. I'm not crazy, right? The most notable thing at the start of that stream, though, was, like, we gave Jesse an ass. <laughs> like. Uh, you're not wrong. It was That outfit was dubious, I would say.
4: Yeah, it was, it's not great. I'm trying to remember <clears throat> what a stormtrooper's butt looks like. Pardon? So now I'm trying to remember what a stormtrooper's yeah. butt looks like. Don't they have armor plate there? Do they? This is what I'm wondering. Because yeah. that's... <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess the armor plating would have to be curved in a certain yeah, way. So, to
3: like really... uh, okay. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. There's
4: are there, armor plate. Are there, are there just butts out? No, there's armor plate? Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like... Did the armor go the whole, all the way around?
4: That's what I'm wondering.
3: No, okay. no, 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 no. Okay, so it looks like there's a front piece and a back piece, and then you don't see the gap because, of course, there's arm arm armor uh, in most of the shots. But uh, and then there's a belt that sort of covers up, covers up the gap. But there there is a gap. Okay. Um, so the back and stuff is all one assembly, uh, which means can stormtroopers not sit down. I don't think they can.
4: See, this is this is a sort of like logistical issue. It was like I can see why, but it, this also it also felt too prominent. Like there are ways to make that plating happen and not have it be so ass out. <laughs>
3: okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but then how do they sit? How do
5: they sit? How does
4: a stormtrooper sit? Hi, Gita.
5: Hi. What's up? What are you talking about?
4: Stormtroopers.
3: Uh okay. T- the reason we're talking about this <laughs> yeah. is because I thought it was a interesting decision to have the new the new armor, the new the new alpha for Jesse basically be like astronaut armor but with like a little booty hole cut out. <laughs> um, and I don't know how that sat with me. Uh
5: I mean it didn't seem much like a booty hole cut out more so than like a a nice comfortable seat that you are carrying with you. Just a padded <laughs> butt area.
3: So wait, so you think it's like a Tom Cruise Valkyrie situation where like that is a padded prosthetic butt.
5: Yeah, that... you can sit down sometimes. <laughs> you can just chill. It's got the two straps on either side. You know, maybe you need to take the butt pad off and just carry it with you.
3: The opening cutscene of AWE is Jesse talking about that tailbone injury. That's been like, <laughs> really been ever since the foundation. Oh man, like I fell down a cavernous pit and like, I'm just nagging here. And then her friend, like the scientist is like, what about this?
4: What I'm realizing is looking at these stormtrooper outfits is that none of them have any ass. Cause if they did, there would be some some hangage from the gaps here. Yeah.
0: yeah.
5: What was that thing that Oscar <laughs> Isaac said about his ethnic hips and those ships? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Being Star Trooper is racist. That's all I gotta say.
3: Yeah, I um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. That I, I don't know that I love that outfit. Uh. Given it's that
5: fine. The yeah. suits are so much better, though. Like, don't you just want to yeah, see her in a the, suit?
3: Yeah, that's the problem. Her director suit was the best.
5: It was so good.
3: Oh, but so was that like that Legion-like uh, like suit where it was very 70s-style blazer.
5: Seven, oh, yeah! Yeah, I loved that one. Yeah. That one was good. I just want to shoot people with a gun and wear a nice suit that's all that's me too (laughs) good thing we enjoy the games of Remedy
3: (laughs) I would have joined up with that gang in Reservoir Dogs just for the chance like hey you want to wear a black suit and go shoot people I'd be like yes yes I do it's really good that
5: they didn't contact you because you know it really didn't turn out good for any of those people (laughs)
3: That's the thing. I, yeah. Even knowing, mm-hmm. I'd have been like, huh, yeah. But I got a suit? Yeah. Can I be Mr. Black? Then <laughs> sign me the fuck up.
5: Yeah. Listen, everyone wants to be Mr. Black, okay? <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so, yeah. All right. Here we go. Are we all recording? Are we going to go to time.is? Yeah. Oh, uh, sure yeah. We, we got to do that. Gotta do that.
5: My, David prefers timeanddate.com, but I'm a time.is stand.
3: Timeofday.com?
5: Timeanddate.com.
3: Ah, uh, timeanddate.com. So what
5: if you also want to know the date?
4: Oh, this is too much information. I just
5: no, want the time. I don't
3: like that at all. I just want yeah. the time.
5: <laughs> he, see, it I just sucks. want the time. I like time.is and you see the all fu- the other times. I know. Listen, he needs what's more our, information. I need a smooth UI.
3: David's a homepage guy?
5: <laughs> it's a li- I think David, so.
3: David opens up, he's like, hmm, wonder what's on Yahoo. <laughs> Got all Listen, my little alerts set up.
5: He used to get the maddest emails whenever his articles from Popular Mechanics would be aggregated into MSNBC Yahoo from just, like, old people who just read the Yahoo homepage.
3: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and have a
5: lot of opinions about World War Two. And the minor errors he made about very dumb shit in World War II, like how big the biggest ship is.
3: Uh, well, I mean, are we, like the Musashi? I guess. He, made,
5: he wrote some article about a World War II ship that was lost and then found, and it was like an experimental ship that they didn't actually get to deploy because it got lost. And they was like, it was going to be the biggest ship ever. And I and I think that like, was the yeah. error. And they were like, no, no, actually. Well, actually. Well, Yeah. Gamers and World War II nerds. See, time in,
4: timeanddate.com says today's holiday is the Assumption of Mary in the United States. But That's time that is has Left Handers Day, which is a much better thing.
5: See, I like that a lot. <laughs> I like that a lot better.
4: <laughs> also, it has this Kierkegaard quote. Hold on. Weather timeanddate.com now. doesn't have a no. Kierkegaard quote.
3: Local weather. <laughs> Local weather. Okay. Ooh, timeanddate.com though does give me one click to a local forecast.
0: That is
5: nice.
3: That, that's an argument in its favor. All right, but I'm on time.is. Yeah, which we're ready to do this. Second hand. So shall we go on twelve?
5: Yeah. Excellent.
3: All right. And let's just get into it, shall we?
5: Well we shall
2: that yet we've had we had like 96 for a little yeah. while back in june but that's like even for the ac in our house that's like yeah. i have to look i gotta look the night before and it's like all right when we're up at 6:30 with the kids it's like set that baby down to like we normally have it at like 69 70 and yeah, then it's like yeah, put yeah. that baby down to 67 it's gonna be a little ch- be a little wintery in the house right now but uh because we're gonna watch that ac go gunk,
1: gunk, yeah gunk, it's gonna gunk. lose that fight eventually God. <laughs> You're was like trying to race to to nighttime to when it maybe starts. You're, to yeah, get you're back tra- the other you're, I was way. like, I
2: wanted to like like uh, eventually get to what the house is normally at for like the most important parts of the day, and yeah, then yeah, yeah, the sun goes down, and then we're we're okay.
3: Um, hello. Yeah, Sorry for got that,
4: uh, uh... Uh, Austin. You sound odd. I don't know what it is.
1: Uh, one, two, three. Um, sounds fine to me. Check S- one, two, three. My stuff's to the right. My stuff is right. Oh, okay,
4: just sounded uh, more compressed than usual. I don't know. Let
1: I me mean, make sure I don't have any bullshit okay. on. Noise suppression is off. Just uh, nothing else about my setup has changed.
4: Yeah, it, maybe it's just the internet. Um. Then.
1: Oh. 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 Uh. I know exactly what it is. I have. I I raised my input sensitivity. Um. Which means that you're getting like my audio is getting clipped, or I lowered my ins my input sensitivity for some reason. Oh, because there was. Audio is bleeding through my headphones because it was it was mm-hmm. set up wrong. Anyway, but my, my file, my file is me. fine. Please, okay.
2: please fine. Patrick, yeah. lower your input sensitivity.
4: <laughs> um.
1: I'm ready whenever. Yeah, it's how it is. All right. Let's do uh, 45.
0: It hitched oh. right as we set up, but I think we're good. Okay. <laughs>